The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite. When he came to the place and saw him, he passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him. And when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said, take care of him. And when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, the one who showed mercy. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace, Lord. Grace and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Someone asked Jesus, it says a, a lawyer, and that's just so difficult, because when we think of lawyers, we think of people who deal with uh, legal laws of our state and country. This isn't that kind of a lawyer. This is a lawyer who knows the, the laws of the scriptures. Israel was a theocracy. There was no difference. There was no, there was no um, secular law and religious law. There was just the law. So this person is that kind of a lawyer. He might even be considered a theologian by some. Some Pharisees were also lawyers. You could be, you could be both. The only ones that were kind of on the outs from this were the Sadducees who didn't believe in the future resurrection. But these could be crossed back and forth. Now Jesus wasn't going to get caught in the trap. He saw the trap coming. Um, and, he, and, and I just read the story to you, so I'm not going to read it again. And you notice that nowhere in this parable is the Samaritan called good. Now somehow, he's, this has been called the parable of the good Samaritan. It's being changed a little bit today, but I don't think it'll ever go away. It's being changed to the merciful Samaritan, which is a good, good look at it, but it's not gonna probably change the names of all those hospitals around the world. Because there's a whole boatload of hospitals named Good Samaritan and that will probably never change. So if it doesn't say that here, why do we call him good? Well, for one thing, he didn't turn his back on someone in distress. A rather obvious answer, I guess. 
this can be, or maybe not you, but this can be my first reaction when I see someone who is hurting. I might be reluctant. I might look away. That's what the priest and the Levite did. They were religious leaders in the community, and yet they ignored the hurting traveler. Now we can guess that they, didn't want, they were on their way to the temple, and they didn't want to be contaminated by touching a dead body, and that's what they could have been what happened, so they, they went by on the other side. They were in a hurry. Now the Samaritan, for whatever reason, stopped. He was good because he did not turn his back on the man, and he showed human kindness. Mark Twain once wrote, kindness is a language that the deaf can hear and the blind can read. He was right, of course, everyone can understand the language of love. It can be spoken in any dialect and still be comprehended by a person of any nationality, rich or poor, by the old and the young, male or female. Kindness is a universal language where it speaks to our hearts. The Samaritan was good, for he spoke the language of kindness. Even though he was a Samaritan and the beaten traveler was likely a Jew. Should I refresh the story between these groups? Um, the Samaritans live just north of Jerusalem. As an, look in your Bible map, it's called Samaria. That section was so disliked because they had a similar development of religion, like the Jewish religion, but they had a different mountain where Moses gave the Ten Commandments. And the Jews had a strong well, let's put it, hatred of this group. It was very strong to the point that they wouldn't walk through Samaria. So when you see in the Gospel of John that Jesus walks through Samaria, you know, where um, he meets the woman at the well, the disciples did not want to be there. There was no love lost between these people. It was, there was very strong hatred. So when this guy stops, for a guy who is likely a Jew, because he was in Jewish territory now, and showed amazing compassion. Another thing, the Samaritan was also willing to disrupt his schedule. We have schedules these days, I guess, and this man was in distress, and time now is such a precious commodity. I saw one of those surveys, I don't know how they get these surveys about how we use our time. Uh, time spent opening and dealing with junk mail and email, eight months of our life, Time spent sitting at stoplights, six months. Time spent searching for misplaced objects, one year. I might up that one. <coughs> Time spent trying to return phone calls and emails, two years. Time spent doing housework, four years. Time spent standing in line, five years. Where did they get that from? I don't know. Um, time is such a precious commodity. Sometimes the greatest act of charity can be giving our time. When Clara Barton learned of the terrible plight of the wounded soldiers at the Battle of Second Bull Run, she immediately left the security of Washington, D.C. for the battlefield. Arriving on Sunday, she labored all day and through the night, aiding the stricken men. Exhaustion could not stop her, and she bandaged one man after another and consoled others. Fear could not deter this nurse 
from her appointed rounds. As rebel skirmishers began to pass over a knoll nearby, Clara Barton continued her work while others were leaving and medical personnel were getting on a train to head back to Washington for the safety of the city. Slowly the forces were advancing. Soon they would be overrun. A Union officer came up to Sarah Barton. He had a horse in hand and he said, can you ride a horse bareback? And she said, yes, I can. He said, you have one more hour. And she stayed. Can you risk another hour? Hmm. By the way, in passing, we live about five miles from Clara Barton's birthplace and where she's buried in North Oxford, Massachusetts. So if you ever go down there, that's really the only thing famous about North Oxford, Massachusetts. So um, Clara Barton. So when the Samaritan stopped along the side of the road to assist a fellow traveler, he gave yet another hour. He was willing to take the risk of getting involved. He was willing to sacrifice his time. He was willing to surrender some of his belongings. He was willing to walk so the wounded man could ride. He was willing to give up some of his money so the man could have a place to heal. To be good, too, we must risk another hour. Seldom, seldom do we have the time to schedule when we need to be involved. Usually it's thrust upon us when we least expect it. And surprise will always be our first response, I think. Inconvenience might be our second thought. Unwillingness might be my first desire. But then, then, then we remember the word good. And we swallow these thoughts and we take our time to help. Brings me to one more, well, there's two more things about the Samaritan. He showed himself capable of empathy. He saw in the traveler who was stripped and beaten on the road his own personal need. For suffering is a universal language. It's a universal phenomenon. Nobody can escape the heartache and sorrow of life. Everyone is subject to illness and grief. At one time or another, we will all have to endure lost dreams, shattered ambition, sickness. Money, power, and prestige offer no protections against such anguish. We are all neighbors, for you and I share the same physical, emotional, and spiritual distress. In this parable, Jesus asks us to realize that the individual alongside the road hurts as much as you or I would hurt in the same situation. Jesus hopes that we will view the weary traveler's agony as our own. Years back, a newscaster, newscast showed President Reagan lugging a potted plant to his wife, Nancy, who was a, a patient at Bethesda Naval Hospital who had just had a mastectomy. Observing Ronald Reagan's concern for his beloved spouse, the newscaster said, I felt sorry for him. He is a guy just like you and me. He may be the president, but at that moment, he was a husband worried about his wife. Suffering is equitable. No one is spared. Understanding the pain of our own afflictions makes us more willing to see the hurt in our neighbors. 
that help might come as just a kind word or a visit or an embrace. The late Mother Teresa once said, the biggest disease is not leprosy or cancer. It's the feeling of being uncared for or unwanted, of being deserted and alone. The greatest evil is the lack of love and charity and an indifference toward one's neighbor who may be the victim of poverty or disease or exploited and at the end of his life left at the roadside. Hopefully, we can see our, in our neighbor's distress our own need. One last thing. The Samaritan was good because he saw Jesus in the traveler. Now, I'm sure the Samaritan wouldn't have put it that way, but Jesus did when he said to us in Matthew, when you do it unto the least of these, you do it unto me. Walt Whitman wrote, in the faces of men and women, I see God. In the face of every abandoned pilgrim along the side of life's road, we see the presence of our Lord. Thus, mere acquaintances are turned into friends. Why? Because Jesus the Christ, the Lord, once befriended us. I've never seen the movie Lincoln, and I read about this story, and I still haven't seen the movie, but so I guess it's portrayed in the movie. So if you remember the scene where Frederick Douglass is trying to get into the White House for the party for the second inauguration, that's 1864. Now remember, he was an abolitionist, black man, big guy. And uh, two guards are trying to keep him out because he's black. And he pushes them aside. He gets in the door, and they're yelling and following after him. And then two other guys try to stop him. And then he gets, gets a little closer so he could see where Lincoln was located. And as he's being dragged from the hall, he said to a nearby patron, just say to Mr. Lincoln that Fred Douglas is at the door. It was confusion. There was a, 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 everything was trying to figure out what to do. Suddenly, the orders got to, to uh, President Lincoln, and, and President Lincoln called out, Fred Douglas. The room became silent. He said, here comes my friend, Fred Douglas. Now, all the bigots present had to recognize that the president called Fred Douglas his friend. Who dared demean Douglas if he was a friend of the president? Who can demean us because Jesus is our friend? Jesus the Christ, the Lord of the universe, has called us his brothers and his sisters. God has called us to be his own children, not only us, but also the person who lies beaten by the side of the road. He or she is our friend, our neighbor. So we pause and we help, because once there was a man who paused on a cross for us, friend, what can I do for you? Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon from Holy Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church in Newington, New Hampshire, part of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. 
You can find us at htelc.com. And don't forget, you are loved.